Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. Jack Wagon family, Mullet Mafia, welcome back. It is time for another episode of Jack Wagon Sports Podcast. Uh, as always, I am your co-host, George, along with Nick here. Yes, sir. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to say hi or not. You're, you're a little quiet well, over there. I, like, I, I wasn't sure if, if you were going to, like, I, I didn't know how long of a pause I got. You know how it, yeah. is, it is what it is, but uh, always glad to be here. Hi, as, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we actually had a very busy weekend. We got a lot to get to today. Um, start off with a little update on the Olympics. Um, give you the medal count. Uh, so leading the way right now is Sweden. They have four gold medals, uh, six total medals. Uh, second place is the Netherlands. I'm not probably not saying that right. Netherlands. There we go. Uh, they have three gold medals, seven total. China and Germany are tied for third with three golds and five total. Uh, so notable countries. Russia only has two gold medals. Uh, they have ten total. Canada has one gold and six total. And the United States has zero gold and five total medals. Um, I was telling Nick last night, we were, Hannah and I were watching, I believe it's called the Moguls, the skiing competition. And that was the most yeah. brutal shit I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, what those athletes put their bodies through. I was like, good lord. Like, my knees already hurt. And these people are skiing full speed down a hill and just throwing their body into these freaking bumps. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Um, watch, watch a little oh, bit speaking of skiing. Of, did you see, yeah. I'm not sure if this is the same, like, uh, they're on skis, obviously, but I, I don't mm. know exactly which event it is, if it's the same event or not. But um, the guy that got uh, nut-tapped by the one bar for the flag, did I you did see, see that? that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Uh, that – I couldn't imagine. No. I could not. Uh, yeah, a lot of skiing going on right now. Um, listen, I, don't, I really want to know what the IOC was smoking when they decided to give Beijing the Winter Olympics. And this is nothing against China. Um, not trying to get this canceled already, but like, there's more winterous regions in Canada to host this than fucking Beijing. Like they they have the ski jump set up, or no, I believe it's a free gel, free skiing freestyle set up next to a nuclear power plant. Like <laughs> there's there's no That's snow on the ground anywhere. Like everything, like all the the skiing, it's all fake. Which a lot of the times it, it is, just because yeah. that's the way the environment's going. But like. It's so weird because you, you zoom out of that like a- arena, and then it's just like power plants here, and like it's just a city, and there is no snow or anything anywhere. It's like, what the fuck am I watching? Um, yeah, so a I little interesting. Say, you did say Canada, but you did mean China. I just want to put that out there. Did I? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you said Beijing, fuck and em. then you were like Canada, and I was like Canada. But oh, yeah, fuck regardless, em. fuck them. Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah. Everybody um, else gets what you're saying, so. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll see. For the most but part, anyway, I guess. Um, so that is your update on the Olympic medal count. Uh, the events are really starting to pick up. Um, the women's hockey is getting out of the group stage. Men's hockey is getting ready to start. Um, those are the, the two I'm really watching. Women's hockey has been dominant, too. That, that's yeah. been like, for some reason at work, that seems to be what's always on. And I was watching, I watched, I think it was like 20 seconds like, the first 20 seconds that I was in the lunchroom watching the game against whoever we just played two days ago, 
um, where we won seven nothing. I literally first twenty seconds in the lunchroom and we had scored twice, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> it reminded me of men's basketball when the men's basketball team was actually good. Yeah. Um. So, why. USA and Canada played uh, last night. Um. Canada won. Uh. So they will. Um. They win the the, the group basically. Uh, now that just counts for seeding. Um. USA outshot them, but at the end of the night, they Canada goes on the win forty. For, sorry, forty. Goddamn. Whoa! Four to two. <laughs> Talk um, about a barn burner, Jesus! Yeah, listen, I I understand. Um, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Um. So yeah. <laughs> uh, lo- lots of great competitions getting ready to pick up. I believe bobsled is getting ready to start too, which is always fun to watch. Nice. Um, I've been watching a little bit of the luge. 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 Luge is cool. Luge. Um, that's one I probably wouldn't mind doing. Uh, bobsled too. But the one I that scares the absolute shit out of me is skeleton. Like it's one thing to know. like go. What's, what's that one? Skeleton is luge, but you face forward. So oh. instead of like like luge, you go down feet first. Skeleton, you go down head first. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. And l- oh. listen, like it's that sounds terrifying. Yeah. So yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I will. Yeah, that is one sport I I will never have any urge to even attempt. Um. So kudos to those guys. Um, yeah. More power sure. to them. Um, we had a big weekend in college. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'll do feet first. I'll do in in a sled protected. Yeah, I don't care. But how I might stand up, honestly. But yeah, you ain't gonna catch me head first, not looking. Uh uh-uh. no, no sir. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We had, we had a big weekend in college basketball. So Nick, why don't you tell us about that? Yes, I will. Um. So first up, we had the. Let me just double check before I say this, because off of memory, yeah, the. I guess you could call it upset of the weekend. Um, I we had number three UCLA fall to number seven Arizona, sixty six to seventy six. Um, UCLA was I I didn't know if I didn't think that anybody was going to beat them by the time or at least heading into the tournament in March. I thought they were going to win this Arizona game and maintain their momentum. Uh, going into the tournament, uh, but uh, obviously a little ways to go. But nonetheless, I, that's how I thought UCLA was going to play they were um looking like you know a team that's trying to contend to cut down the nets uh, uh but nonetheless Arizona showed up um well, technically they were home but still uh came in uh, really uh, 10 points to this UCLA team is uh, is a lot um and i feel like this uh that score doesn't necessarily represent how well Arizona was playing. Um, this is a good UCLA team, and Arizona kind of just uh, walked in and said, "No, nah, this is our court. Um, you know, we we feel like we should be where you're at in the rankings. You should be where we're at in the rankings." And here it is, and smacked them in the mouth. Um, and good by all means, like this is these are the kind of games that you want to see going into March. Um, it really gives you a good idea of where everybody stands and, um, you know, their play styles and, and how they're going to look coming into March. So definitely these games can keep coming um, by all means. Uh, there there were some other games this weekend that were exactly what you would want to see at this point in the year. Um, so next up we had number 17, UConn, losing to Georgia's number 12, Villanova, 74 to 85. Uh, did you get to watch that one? I did watch a little bit of it. Um, the, the All-Star game was on at the same time. Um, 
Villanova actually, you know, played once or played played well for once. Played once. Um, which it it's always frustrating to see how well this team can play, and then watching them play teams like Marquette and, and you know like the Baylor game where they just struggled so bad. Um, so I really hope they can find some sort of rhythm here. Uh, we're only one game back of Providence uh, for the regular season Big East title, um, which would be huge to win. Um, we have a game against them, I believe, next week. Um, so that'll be the you know a huge matchup and, and go a long way into determining uh, you know seeding for March, things like that. So hopefully a win over a high-ranked UConn team, um, especially in this fashion, is enough to get them in a, in a sort of rhythm, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and move forward. Yeah, hopefully uh, for your sake they can keep that going. As you know, Villanova is a team where if I'm not watching UNC, that's who I'm watching. Um, so uh, we'll definitely be keeping a close eye on them uh, heading into March and throughout March. Um, another upset uh, we had. This one at the beginning of the season would have seemed like a bigger upset than what it was. But I think as things are starting to even out and teams are starting to get where, um, you know, fall into where they should be, uh, it doesn't seem that crazy anymore. But. The score, nonetheless, um, we had number eight Baylor get absolutely blown out by number ten Kansas, fifty nine to eighty three. Um, obviously, an upset Kansas team, uh, or uh, upset's probably not the best word. Uh, pissed off Kansas team uh, for what just happened to them with Kentucky uh, just a few nights ago. Baylor continues to just kind of free fall through this list after being number one earlier on in the season. Kansas uh, trying to make their claim, uh, trying to earn their respect going into March. So definitely those two teams are going to be two teams to keep an eye out for. Um, Kansas is a very dangerous team. Obviously Baylor um, not having the kind of season they wish they would have had. So hopefully for their sake, they use that as some fuel to the fire. Uh, That way they can uh, start coming out get back on track where they want to be um, and make their run uh, come March. Up next, we had number 20, Iowa State. Again, get blown out by uh, number 23, Texas. The score was 41 to 63. Um, Texas, I I don't know what to think of Texas anymore. (laughs) I honestly don't. Um, They've been all up and down this uh, this top 25 ranking or these top 25 rankings their performance they've looked great they've looked bad i i really they're about on the same level to me as their football team (laughs) i don't i don't know what else to say like they they get hype they play a good game or two and then they play like shit so good win for them Um, obviously uh, now they were at home but the lower ranked team um, so good win Good convincing win. Hopefully for them, they can keep that going. Um, Up next, the last top 25 matchup that we had this weekend, we had 19 USC at number 7, Arizona. Uh, Score was 63-72, Arizona. Um, So Arizona catching two big wins in a row. Uh, That should really help. Nonetheless, the last game that we had talked about on Thursday is... Honestly, I should have just skipped over this one. I don't know why I even bothered to bring it back up. (laughs) But uh, nonetheless, we had number nine, Duke, absolutely hammer 
UNC. It was despicable to watch from opening tip-off to about mm, eight minutes left in the first half and then opening uh, whistle of the second half, pretty much just the entire second half. Um, There was a point where we were down 23 and then we were back to... I want to say we got back to single digits for a good minute, um, but it might have been 11, 11 or 12, somewhere around there. Um, but the, I, I don't know. This team is, I still have a lot of faith in them. We still have a path to make the tournament. Um, and once we get into the tournament, we can definitely play well. But when we play bad, we play bad. And even like dropping 67 on Duke, isn't necessarily bad, but I mean, we should have, we should have dropped a hundred on them. We should have won by 13, even after allowing them to score 87. We missed open shots. We were taking dumb shots. It, it was just absolutely terrible to watch. Um, if this is how, if we're going to play like this, when we play big games, then we might as well just stay out of the NCAA tournament. We might as well go into the NIL and absolutely beat up on those teams. I I don't know what to say. This for being a Duke UNC rivalry game, our best player that night on Saturday night was our transfer from Oklahoma. The kid who doesn't even know anything about Duke UNC rivalry. Like obviously everybody knows, especially if you play college basketball, the rivalry that goes on between Duke and UNC, but someone who's never experienced it. The man came from Oklahoma and played his heart out. And everybody else, especially the people that have played in that rivalry before didn't act like they didn't act like it at all they didn't act like they cared about the rivalry nothing it was absolutely despicable um coach obviously i'm sure at halftime and after the game probably absolutely ripped fire under everybody's asses uh roy williams was in the crowd he was probably yelling if i could imagine um or left embarrassed one of the two i don't know but nonetheless We'll move on from that before I uh, sink into a deep depression. Um, So, slight news in the college basketball world. Uh, UCLA player Mac Etienne was arrested after allegedly spitting at an Arizona fan after the game Thursday night. Um, He was charged with assault with intent to injure, insult, or provoke, and he has been uh, released since then. Kind of wild, honestly. Um... Yeah, I woke you up. Don't really hear. Yeah, I woke up Friday morning and I I saw like I got the alert saying like he did that. Um, I mean, there's video evidence like he clearly like just spits and um, I was like, oh damn, like that's wild. Like especially like in the world we're in right now, I was like, yeah, you can't do that shit. I think it was about yeah. like lunchtime then. I got the update saying that they were arresting him and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah, just that's like beyond stupid. Like I understand like you just lost like a tough game. Um. The student section is probably razzing you on the way out, but like, there's there's no need to retaliate like that. Um, no, um, especially somebody that like, like your scouts are seeing that. Um, you know, everybody sees that, and especially somebody that has a fucking busted ass face like he does. Like, oh me, yeah. just just chill. Like, just yeah, relax. You, a little yeah, bit. yeah, you can't be done. Don't spit on it. And and we've talked about like I I don't I don't know. It, it seems to me like. I've had, I've had, you know, student sections talk shit to me, 
Um, I don't understand why everybody gets mad. Like, I've even had bad games and had the student section talk to me. And it's like, first of all, you're not out here on the court. So, like, obviously you can't do it any better. Um, Just don't let that shit get to you. Especially not to, like, you you know, you want to use it as fuel, whatever. Use that shit. Take it in. Go home, work harder. Like, But to sit there and spit on a fan, like you said, especially in today's world, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It just seems crazy. But regardless, uh, as stated before, the uh, adjusted top 10 rankings, um, excuse me, we have still sitting up top, number one, Auburn, uh, right behind them still, number two, Gonzaga. Number three is Purdue. Uh, Arizona moving up to four. Kentucky sitting at number five. That that top five is dangerous. I just want to put that out there. That top five is nasty. Is. Yeah, um, six, Houston, which I, I think Houston's still still catching a little bit of underrated. But when you got those five in front of you, it's kind of a little hard to that and they don't they noticed. don't play in the <laughs> toughest conference. So, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Number seven, we have Duke. Number eight, we have Kansas. Uh, nine, Texas Tech. And rounding out the top ten is Baylor, again, making that free fall. Um, some notables, UCLA is down nine spots to 12th. Villanova is down three to 15th. And St. Mary's and Murray State are now ranked. So, uh, again, big weekend in college basketball. It was fun to watch if you watched any of it. If you watched all of it, I'm sure it was real fun to watch. Um, but regardless, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what happened in NASCAR this weekend? Yeah, so uh, finally had some uh, NASCAR action. Um, it's it's always my favorite time of year when racing you know starts to pick up. Um, we had the clash on Sunday. Uh, it was the first time they ever held it at the L.A. Coliseum. Uh Viewership-wise, they pulled in 4.3 million viewers, uh, which is the most since 2016 for The Clash. Um, still a, a long, long way from what they used to get in the early 2000s. Uh, 2003, I believe, had like 9.3 million uh, just for the... It was, back then, it was a Budweiser shootout. Um, but going into this race, I had super low expectations uh, just for... Well, just due to the, the product that NASCAR has put out in recent years. Um, especially come clash time, like normally they have it at Daytona and it's just an absolute wreck fest. Um, drivers just don't give a shit. Uh, they let just about anybody into the race. Like it used to be, you had to be a pole sitter or a former winner, or I believe a former champion to get into the, the, the clash or the shootout. Um, and then as it went on, they just let like just about anybody in. So that was really annoying to say the least. Um, really kind of took away from the prestige of it. Um, and then you get, like, a b- bunch of guys in there that don't really deserve it. And, like I said, they, they just cause a bunch of accidents. Uh, and it was just, it wasn't fun anymore. And NASCAR definitely needed to do something different. Last year they tried doing it on the Daytona road course, um, which was okay. But, again, you know, nothing exciting. But I, I will say, with going in for such low expectations, I think NASCAR did a really good job. Uh, the track looked phenomenal um, with, with what they were able to do. I think they started this in January, building it uh, once the football season was over. Um, so all the work they were able to put in 
and do and and the outcome of how the track looked was really good um now granted i mean the cars weren't flying around the track i think the highest speed they reached was like 110 um but i the, the product they put out was surprisingly good like i said i was i didn't watch heat races i watched a little bit of qualifying uh on saturday night and then i watched the main race on sunday um I really feel like NASCAR is getting a bad rap right now from a lot of the fans just because, like, oh, you know, like, you're ruining the tradition. It should be at Daytona. And it's like they, they tried it. You know, they, they swung for the fences for this, basically. And I think they came out with a, with a big win. Um, like I said, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there's definitely things that they can do to improve it. Uh, I don't know if this will be, you know, become a yearly thing. I know it costs a ton of money uh, just to <laughs> put this together. Um, can imagine yeah um you know to basically rent the coliseum bring all the materials in to build a track there and host this event uh the attendance actually was pretty good um i know they gave discounted student tickets and stuff like that just trying to get people in but i mean overall it worked i i think there was like over fifty thousand people there uh which for a race in la I, i feel like is absurd so i think overall they did a great job with this uh, my biggest critique for it is I would love if they're going to keep doing it either at this location or keep going to like a, a short track like this is do it on a Saturday night. Like I, I feel like under the lights would have been so much more fun, especially on a Saturday night. Um, but for the most part, the drivers, uh, you know, tempers flared a couple times. We had Ryan Blaney throw his uh, Hans device at I believe it was Eric Jones. Um, Eric Amarola got out of his car, kind of wiped his finger at... David Gillen, I think, or Todd Gillen. Um, so it, it was cool to see, like, the short track atmosphere be there with the drivers, uh, you know, the rivalries. But for the most part, I mean, the racing was pretty clean. Uh, you had Bubba Wallace drive, like, a dipshit in the very first race and just sent it in the turn one and almost wrecked his own teammate, which was absurdly <laughs> stupid to watch. Um, but it's Bubba Wallace. What are you going to do? And then, but, I mean, in, in the final race, you had two people who n- knowingly hate each other and Joey Logano and Kyle Busch. Um, Lagana got out to about a second lead, I want to say, and all of a sudden, Kyle Busch started reeling him in. Uh, looked like he was, you know, getting close enough to maybe dump him, and that, a lot of people thought this was going to happen. Um, but he got there, and his tires just went away. But through it all, like I said, just kept it clean, which was refreshing to watch for the most part. Um, you had Kyle Larson just throw, uh, I think it was Justin Haley, into the inside wall. Uh, which was uncharacteristic for Larson, to say the least. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if Haley holds anything against him going forward. Um, we'll see. Uh, overall, though, Joey Logano comes out as the winner. Uh, he starts the new year off. Um, the cars, I will say, looked really, really good. I didn't think they were going to look that good. Um, new design yeah, I, this year. I thought they looked good. Yeah, new design this year with the next gen. Uh, they also moved the numbers forward. And I really thought that would be, like, more noticeable. But, I mean, when you see cars flying around the track, you don't <laughs> notice where the fucking numbers are. Um, yeah. Now, I feel like Daytona, it might be a little bit more noticeable because they're, they're in packs, they're flying around. Like, I mean, if you're there in person, probably not. Uh, but on TV with the, the camera holding their steady, you probably notice it a little bit more. But, I mean, overall, um, I, I think NASCAR's done a really good job. Now, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how these cars react each other in, a, in drafting 
uh, and all these different tracks we're getting ready to go to. But overall, like I said, nonetheless, I think this was a, a huge win for NASCAR. Um, definitely have a lot further to go and to keep growing it. I don't think NASCAR is ever going to get back to what it was in the early 2000s and that popularity. But it is nice to see them kind of rebound, at least with this race. Uh, and hopefully they can continue that momentum. Um, but that's enough talk on NASCAR. Um, we will have some news, I believe, on Thursday for you guys. Um, but we will also be rolling out a NASCAR Fantasy League. Um, so we'll have updates on that later, I believe, next week, early next week. Um, but got some big news for you guys on Thursday. But we'll talk about that on Thursday. Moving on. Uh, Nick, why don't you tell us about the All-Star Game in the NHL? Yes, sir. Um, so, <clears throat> a good one. Uh, I got to watch a little bit of it. This is the most, or was the most entertaining All-Star Game I've probably ever watched, ever. Um, I, we'll get to that in a little bit, but <laughs> nonetheless. Um, entertaining. It was, it was an entertaining week of hockey, even for not having games, or I should say weekend of hockey for not having games. Um, if you watched any of the, the competitions, it was fun. It was, it was a good atmosphere and they always are like the NFL's pro bowl competitions. They have fun. Um, you know, it's, it, that's really what all these weekends are about. But as far as the game goes, uh, it was, enter it was entertaining. It was fun. It, they were trying, um, obviously the defense isn't quite as, uh, up to par as, you know, like a normal game or so, but. Nonetheless, well, I will say, uh, like, compare, like, when they used to just do, like, East versus West or, like, just two teams and you play 5-on-5 five five hockey. Like, if you want to talk about not having, people just did not give a shit back then. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I literally remember the one year, I think the final score was, like, 13-10. to 10. I was like, this is outrageous. Like, this is stupid. What's <laughs> the point? And then that's when they kind of fixed it. Um, but, yeah, like, you said, the game was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I watched the whole thing just because uh, Jari and Gensel were in it for the Penguins. Um, but my favorite part was, uh, the skills competition on Friday night. And I apologize for announcing it wrong last week. Uh, ESPN told me it was Saturday and Sunday, uh, not Friday <laughs> and Saturday. So I apologize for that. Uh, but Friday night, ESPN, always, yeah. we gotta um, stop. Yeah, we really should. But, um, Trevor Zegras, um, did the shootout competition. I, I get, I forget what it was called now. I'm blanking. Um, or save streak. Uh, I think that's what it was. Um. I believe it was a save streak or the breakaway. Either way, uh, it was one on one with him and the goalie, and he blindfolded he would have been himself. Doing the, the breakaway, the yeah. goalie. Yeah. Um. Goalies would have done the save streak. He did the uh. So he blindfolded himself, skates down the ice, does a ridiculous trick with the stick, and then somehow still buries it. And everybody's like, "Oh, he wasn't really blindfolded." I'm like, "I don't give a shit." If that guy was had twenty twenty vision and was aiming at the side of a barn. The shit he did with that fucking stick was yeah ridiculous was, to watch. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. I ended up. I seen a video like the next day where they said they had brought in a specialist and shit. And he like legitly, he started like with the blindfold. I guess it looked like it was kind of like half covering his eyes. Yeah. Um, and you could tell like he was his vision was impaired nonetheless. Whether he could see yeah. something or you know not see anything. I want to like, see yeah. every single person, at least every single offensive player in the league not have a blindfold on and try that exact same thing five times and see if they could do it and make it in the net without a blindfold on. Like, I don't give a shit. That was impressive. Oh yeah. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the, the whole skills competition was, was great to watch. 
Um, and then, yeah, the, the game was too, but I'll, I'll let you get back to what you were saying. Yeah, so um, I, I should probably get back to what I was saying too because I got off topic, then you get off topic. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we had the Metropolitan Division uh, winning the, the final All-Star game uh, over the Central Division. Again, great game. Um, Claude, it's Giroux? Giroux. Giroux, yeah. Giroux. Close. Okay, I was Giroux. Um, I happen to know his name, or at least know somewhat of his name before. I probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere close, but uh, won the MVP, uh, which I think was at, was complete bullshit. Uh, going off of George's notes here, George also thought it was complete bullshit. Um, it will be the only thing a Flyers player wins all year, um, which I mean, good for him. He's kind of getting up there, but nonetheless, he's a Flyers player. Like, get the hell out of here. But the reason it was bullshit. Now, George, you have Jack Hughes written here in the notes. Yeah. So I, I'm curious because, again, I don't, I don't. Well, know to me, so Jack Hughes was, so. had he had two goals in their first game, and he only had one in the second. But so okay. he had three goals. Drew so only had goals. two. Yeah, Drew only had two for the whole. He had two in the championship game, and that was it. Um, so I mean, that alone, he should have got the the MVP. But I think overall, he just played so much better than Drew. Like Drew got like lucky, like passes and bounces all all fucking like the final game. Um. Hughes like had a ridiculous breakaway uh in the first game and and scored on it. Um so just overall I think Hughes should have been the the MVP over Drew. Okay, that's fair. See, I, like I I was going off of Twitter. Um No, okay. Now, so I know Twitter what you're says that that no, that thing you shared last night. That wasn't not correct. No, that's so that's the stars of the week. Um so every week oh, it, yeah. Yeah, that had I nothing to do now. with MVP. Yeah. Um, it was bad. Well, whatever. It, well, it, well, yeah, and the nonetheless, reason, it still didn't make sense. <laughs> I know. But the only reason Giroux got first star of the week over whoever it was you mentioned was because he was the MVP of of the All Star game. Mm-hmm. So that's why they made him the first okay. star over whoever okay. that was. That okay. also had okay. two. So goals. either way, yeah. either way, nonetheless, it was bullshit. Yeah, but. yeah. And I agree yeah. with you. And Mitch Marner did did better. Mick Mar- Mitch Marner and Jack Hughes had, from what it sounds like, the same exact stuff. But yeah. nonetheless. Well, Mitch Marner came out pissed off last night because he scored. I think it was he, he scored the game tying goal and then the game winning goal in overtime in their game last night. So he, <laughs> he wasn't. I guess he saw that and he wasn't happy. I guess not. whatever. I wouldn't be either. I'd be like, he basically got respect because, like, from what I've heard, I don't. I don't mean to sound like a hockey expert here, but from what I've heard, it sounds like he's kind of like on the decline, and I guess they just wanted to give him respect. But whatever. Nonetheless, um. I guess it's it's kind of a good sign that that I'm sitting here, e- even if I might not be saying the right things on Twitter. I'm at least getting involved and getting emotional about it. So I definitely am loving getting into this hockey thing for sure. Um, but speaking of other sports that we love, why don't you go ahead um, tell the people um, a little bit about the NFL and some of the things that are going on. And I see you have some, some feelings in here, so I can't wait I to do. hear. Uh, so unfortunately the pro bowl still exists. Um, yeah, that's a waste of time. Yeah. That was such a shit show over the, although I, uh, the, when the moment of the game, like for me, like my favorite thing I seen out of the entire game was Mac Jones grittying. Like, yeah, that, that was great. I, I love seeing the Diggs brothers <laughs> go against each other. That was, yeah, like, that was fun I, too. I understand that, like, this game is not meant to be taken seriously. And, like, this is the place to do, like, 
Stefan Diggs went over and played defense and Trayvon Diggs played wide receiver. That was cool to see. Like that was fun. Like you said, yeah. Mac Jones doing the gritty, that was cool. Um but we're playing fucking two hand touch football. Like what yeah. the hell is the point? And I'm not saying like we need Sean Taylor like de- freaking decleting a punter. <laughs> yeah. Like but like everybody like always posts that video. I'm like that video is so cool. I understand why we don't do that anymore. But it's like yeah. I I don't know. It's just so frustrating to watch that game. Like, I, there's so many other better ways to do it. Like, if we're gonna play two hand touch, like, why are we doing full pads? Like, what is the point of that? Yeah. And I understand run like a seven on seven, or even yeah. run like like you could even run like a full team and just have the linemen like in regular. Blues. Yeah, like I feel so bad for the linemen. They like, I mean, they they knew what they were doing, but like they're just literally just standing there. Like, yeah, they're not rushing me. Well, like and I. Even if they touch the quarterback, it doesn't matter. Somehow, Kyler Murray still threw an interception. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, I just think there's there's so many better ways. Like, yeah, like you said, I would rather have, like, teams, like, 7-on-7 seven seven teams get, like, a couple captains, and they have to put together a 7-on-7 seven seven team. Like, I think that would be, like, a lot more entertaining, and it must be closer to, like, the NHL All-Star game. Like, give me four 7-on-7 yeah. seven seven teams, and, you know, we, we play a little mini-tournament. Um, the linemen get to go yeah. do their own like competitions, like that would like be... a lineman challenge, like you did in high school. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah, like I, 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 like I am not asking for like back in like you know the days, like I said, like with Sean Taylor decleting punters. I don't want that because I understand why we went away from that. You know, player safety and all this other stuff. I would hate for you know, you know, say Mac Jones was running the ball and tore his ACL, and now he's out half of next year too. Like I, yeah. I, I fully understand. And I agree with why we went away from that, but you need to, you know, have a better product overall than just like two teams out there just not giving a shit. Like, put some incentives on the line. Yeah. Like, more than just like a million dollars. Half of those players make a million dollars of like for three games. Like, they don't give yeah. a shit about that. <laughs> they don't care. Um, but so yeah, like, I, I really it, hope the NFL. I, I think there. I think there. Like, there needs to be. You know, and like I, I heard, uh, I think it was Dion came out and you know was talking about when when I played and we played in the Pro Bowl, like we played to prove we were there, and like I understand that argument by all means, and that's kind of like you and I have discussed. Like, there's a big difference between Pro Bowl and All Pro, right? Like, and you know, if there was an All Pro game, then yeah, by all means, like I'd understand you going out there and proving why you belong there. The Pro yeah, Bowl game. Yeah, my biggest. I, I, I think, I think that there's that fine balance of competitiveness and safety, and I, I, I think that that needs rework. Like I said, whether it's, I personally think a seven on seven, like four team format, and then like an individual lineman's challenge, would be great. I, I think, it would still be entertaining. There would still be competition. You know, if anything, there's, there's probably going to be they're probably going to try harder because now they know okay we're not in pads like even if it's flags give them something to go for other than just two hand touch like yeah it was boring i watched honestly i think i watched might have made it to 30 seconds might have i didn't even and turn I, it on i i literally flipped it on just to see how it was going and flipped it right back off i was like yeah i'm not watching this um yeah, like I just I would like to I and I'm really hoping because I think that disdain for it has grown louder and louder over the past few years. 
um, with how much everybody just hates the product that the Pro Bowl's become. So I'm really hoping the NFL kind of sees this and goes, okay, let, let's try and make some changes. I just want to see them try. Like, moving it from location to location isn't doing anything. Like, I understand why we left Hawaii, or they left Hawaii. Uh, they went to Orlando. They tried it. didn't work. Now they went to Vegas. Um, hopefully when Hawaii gets their new stadium built, they can go back out there. Because I think that was, like, really cool for the players. It was like, hey, we get, like, a three-day vacation in Hawaii. Obviously, you can stay there longer. You make $10 million a year. Um, yeah. But but it like, was like, a, yeah, like, you, like it was a vacation for them. Yeah. And, it, hey, we get and, to go play football. We get to play with, you know, guys that we played against all year. And now we're, we're playing together. Like, that was really cool. And like I said, having those Pro Bowl moments, like the, the Diggs brothers going against each other, Mac Jones, all that stuff is, is still cool to see. Um. Just, there's better ways to do this product. Um, speaking of Pro Bowl weekend, uh, Alvin Kamara has been arrested for assault. Uh, he's currently facing four years in prison. Um, now, not all the facts are out yet, so we're not going to make any judgments. Uh, but the video has come out. Um, believe it said it was a woman. Um, and again, not making any judgments. But uh, the video is disturbing to watch, to say the least. But She's also holding hedge clippers. Yeah. So, like I said, we don't know the full story. We're not going to make any more comments. Yeah. There's uh, but... a story here to come out for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but the, the video is definitely disturbing, to say the least. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have some head coaching news. Um, the Texans continue to be the stupidest franchise in the NFL. Um, Maybe all time, honestly. Like, it, they're starting yeah. to get to that point. I. I don't get it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, ever since they came in, like, I'm, they've had, what, like, three good years. Um, but, yeah, so back when the offseason first started, they fired David Culley for no damn reason. Um, the dude somehow had, what, three or four wins and had the worst roster in the league. Um, yeah. So that was already bullshit. Overperformed um, by, like, uh, you, you just the absolute definition of the word overperformed. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, well, now they've finally hired the replacement. Uh, they hired Levy Smith. And as a Bears fan, I have nothing but love for him. Uh, you know, he led us to the Super Bowl. He was a great coach, and he was. I, the man is so out of his prime. Um, it's ridiculous. He went to, I believe it was the Buccaneers after that, and sucked. Um, then he went to Illinois for a couple years and sucked. And, you know, he was their defensive coordinator last year, uh, which I think is a role that fits him the best right now. Uh, but now he's going to be a head coach again. Um, and they said it's because he is a proven leader, uh, which that's true. He is. Um, I just feel bad for him at this point just because, like, this isn't a situation he should be putting in or getting put in. No. Um, I, I don't even understand why you would choose to go in, like, at, I don't know. At, uh, both, both parties here, in my opinion, are are a bit out of their I mean I, as a coach I would I would take it just because of the money um I, and, yeah, I, and I get that fair. and also it's like I mean what are they gonna I mean he's probably he already knows he's gonna get fired out the next season anyway so he doesn't give a shit he's like I might as well yeah, might as well get heard, the bag might as well get the bag yeah, while he I probably can. heard hey I think the NFL is offering a hundred thousand dollars for losses right now I should go get a head coach job yeah right <laughs> um but I think the biggest thing over this is Brian Flores was a finalist candidate it is like the texans have said like oh he yeah he was one of our final guys we were down to um flores has come out and he's he said it's great 
that a black head coach was hired, um, and he has nothing but love for Lovey Smith. But uh, again, he feels snubbed because he had a great interview. Um, he is a great coach, I will say that. Um, and you know they were going over like contract details with each other. Um, and he says the only reason he didn't get hired is again because he he filed this lawsuit. So uh, another tough break for him. Uh, moving away from the Texans. Because uh, if I talk about them too long, I'm going to contract their stupid stupidity. Uh, I'm already <laughs> stuttering. Um, yeah. So the Saints have also announced their new head coach. Uh, they're going to promote defensive coordinator Dennis Allen to the position of head coach after Sean Payton stepped away. Um, good for him. Uh, I, I, I think it's good for the Saints to bring in somebody that's been around the franchise for a while now. Um, they have always had one of one of the best defenses in the league. I wouldn't say the best. Um, but they always have a good, solid defense. You're been in around their study, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, their secondary can use some improvement, but at the end of the day, the coordinator can only do so much. When you have trash players back there, you have trash players. Um, and then, lastly, Kyler Murray, uh, I guess, just didn't like being out of the news for so long, uh, has unfollowed the Cardinals and removed all team-related things from his Instagram. Um, I think. The Cardinals, I I think both of these two are fine with each other. Um, like if he stays or if he leaves, or I I think he'd be the Cardinals and he would be better off if he stayed. Um, I personally think Kyler Murray has become a little overrated. Not saying he's bad, um, but everybody has treated him almost like they have Lamar Jackson, like he's the next Messiah, um. I think he's a good serviceable quarterback, but he makes way too many mistakes uh, and really struggles turning the ball over. Like I said, he threw an interception in the fucking Pro Bowl. Like, <laughs> they're not trying, bro, and you throw an interception. Um, but I, I wanted to get your, your takes on that and what, what you think about the situation and Kyler Murray himself. Um, so I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you speak to that real quick. Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to come out and say that I – can't stand I can't stand social media much to begin with but I can't stand when players unfollow teams and erase all their you know contents that have to do with the team I personally think it's childish I agree it it it's honestly I, I don't know if it's a conversation starter or a shit starter or whatever it is but here we are talking about it as everybody else is, I'm sure, um, trying to figure out uh, uh, where he's going and who's going to be their quarterback. Like, it just, it's stupid. I hate it. Um, but nonetheless, most of the time it's done for a reason. Um, whether it's either A, something is happening, or B, they want something to be happening. It's usually a sign of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Distress, I guess, um, or dissatisfaction. And now if you're Kyler Murray, I, I could understand that dissatisfaction uh, to a point. Now, you didn't have your top receiver half the year last year, um, which obviously sucks. But nonetheless, you started out on a great win streak and ended up fumbling the bag the last half of the season. Um, and I think that you could blame anybody that you pick out from that team, whether it's Kyler Murray or 
uh, Cliff Kingsbury or the defense. Uh, really, whoever, anybody would come up to me and say, I think this is the reason that the Cardinals collapsed last year. I wouldn't argue. Um, but nonetheless, I, I do think that he is a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. I also agree with you, George. I, I do think that he is overrated. Um, we see in the NFL that it really doesn't matter how much talent you have. Um, there's a certain size that a quarterback needs to be. And, you know, as somebody who watched Taylor Heineke play this season um, and who had spent some time watching Kyler Murray play, it, it shows. Um, the vision isn't always there. It's easier, easier to get balls uh, smacked down. Um, it's easier to miss se- uh, secondary players, um, you know, and throw to somebody you think might be wide open. So I, that's his first fault, honestly. Um, you know, I, I love people with big hearts. Uh, I love the people that, that have doubters um, and people think aren't going to have success. But Nonetheless, it doesn't change the situation. Um, I do think if I'm both parties, I try to stay together uh, because it, it's it's hard to find a ser- good, serviceable quarterback that you can trust back there. And obviously, Kyler Murray does his job well enough um, that uh, I think you're dumb for the Cardinals to take a chance on trying to find another one unless you get another one locked up get another one locked up move them out by all means but uh, you know it's it's very risky nowadays because you have something that you know and that you trust um, and and if you're Kyler I I don't know where I would want to go that's a decent that's a not a decent a good team um, with solid help around you uh, defense could use a little improvement but nonetheless still good um, that offense is is high powered. You know, maybe one more receiver just in case. Um, you know, like I said, didn't have the top receiver due to injury last year, um, so adding another one wouldn't necessarily be bad. But I really, if I'm Kyler Murray, I don't know where you go from there that isn't a step down. Yeah, because um, there's no other like top tier teams looking for a quarterback right now. Like, no, I mean you could say Tampa the Bay, Bucks. Yeah, probably, I, would, I would say the yeah. Bucks. But if I'm the Bucks, I don't want him. Like, yeah, I, I really I, think Kyle Bucks, Trask. I, I think Kyle Trask, especially a year or a year after sitting behind Brady, fits their system a lot better than what Kyler Murray would. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think and, it'd be better and that's off. the only team that I could think. Of. Maybe a Green Bay, but I don't. If you're Green, if you're Kyler, I, I don't want to go to Green Bay because there's a good chance Adams is going with Rodgers if Rodgers leaves. Yeah, yeah, um, all the good players for Green Bay are going to leave if Rodgers does yeah. leave. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't know. And I, I don't, I, I don't think Green Bay happy, would take but... him over Jordan Love because I think they're really happy with Jordan Love and his progression. Uh, I mean, we saw I him. In, and... I think it was only one game this year, but still, the first half he really struggled, but the second half he really started to come into his own and looked a lot better. So. Yeah, I I really don't know where he would go. That would I mean maybe San Francisco or no because you have Trey Lance there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Seattle. I don't know. But again, either. I wouldn't want to go to Seattle. I don't know. Maybe well maybe Denver. If Rodgers doesn't go to Denver, maybe Denver. If Rodgers doesn't go to Denver, I I personally think if there's a situation for Kyler Murray that isn't the Cardinals that he would thrive in, I think it would be Denver. I think he fits that offense. They got a good solid running back, a good young running back. 
a good young athletic receiving core, I, that that would be a fast offense that would be hard to contain. Yeah. Um, but, Especially with a new offensive-minded coach coming in. I, yeah, that would be a good fit. Yeah. But again, that's if Rodgers doesn't go there. So we'll see. It, yeah. Uh, and again, well, like by well, calling him overrated, I'm not saying he is bad. I want, I really yeah. want that to like. I'm not saying he's a bad. Q- there are far worse QBs than Kyler Murray, but I, he's not the next Messiah. Like a lot of people make him out to no. be. He's a top ten QB in this league, but that's also because the QBs in this league. First of all, like half of them just retired this offseason. Well, two of them, but nonetheless. I just was, you, you shared the one tweet earlier. It was I guess the players fit other NFL 100 list this weekend while they were at the Pro Bowl. Oh yeah. Um, you you tweeted about Trayvon Diggs being on there. That was stupid because they only shared the top yeah. ten. Um, yeah, and all three people had him in the top ten, and I was like, yeah. "How? But how my, are you in the top 10? So that was stupid. But my biggest complaint about that, and I was looking on somebody's list, they had Justin Herbert written down. They scribbled him out and then wrote Kyler Murray. I was like, "You, I don't know who you are, but you are the dumbest motherfucker." On, like it's bad enough that you put Trayvon Diggs in the top ten. But the fact that you think Kyler Murray is better than Justin Herbert, you are a dipshit. Um, the fact that you think Kyler Murray is better than Justin Herbert, and the fact, like, I love Justin Herbert, and I think he's going to be a stud in this league, but the fact that you even put Justin Herbert in the top 10, and then we're like, no, 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 and then scratched him out and put Kyler Murray. It's like, yeah. what, uh, what thought process did you just go through right there? Yeah. But um, nonetheless, nonetheless. Moving on. Uh, it is Super Bowl week. Um, yes, so on, on Thursday, we're going to have a big Super Bowl preview show. Um, but today, we're, we're just going to give you some quick facts about uh, you know what's out there right now. Um, so as of this moment, the Rams are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I'm honestly going to take the Bengals at that point. I think it's going to be a lot closer than four-and-a-half. Yeah, Bengals plus four-five. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, the team's records in the Super Bowl. So the Bengals are 0-1. Uh, in in the Super Bowl, they've only been the one. They lost to the 49ers uh, with Joe Montana. I, was it Montana? I really was. I think it was Montana. Um, and his infamous drive, um, just over a minute left, took him the whole way down the field uh, to beat the Bengals. Um, the Rams are one in three. Their only win being the 2000 Super Bowl over the Titans, uh, when Dyson was just a yard short of the end zone. Um. They lost to the Steelers in the eighties, I want to say. Um, the and then, in 0-2? yeah, yeah, the 0-3. Patriots in 0-2. No, sorry, they they beat the Titans in '99. They lost to the Patriots in 0-1, and then they lost to the Patriots again in I want to say 2019. I think that's right. The no, 2018. 18. Yeah. I don't know. So recently, I, I um, think it's 18. Yeah, I think it is Not, too. I, fuck them somewhere around there. Yeah, and our last quick fact for you: uh, Burrow can become the first ever person to win a Heisman, a college national championship, be drafted first overall, and win the Super Bowl. Um, no other player has ever done that. They're missing one of those. Was it five, four, um, four? So and he still be, has his whole career to win the Super Bowl. He does. Bowl, so I oh yeah, that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just. Sorry, I, I said that was the last thing. One more thing. Um, Nick, I said this to you the other day. We were playing video games. Um, I think if Cincinnati wins, I think they're going to reverse the curse that's going on in the world right now. Because if you think about it, like, the peak of our yes, lives. Yes, we talked about this. The peak of our lives was summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. And then Harambe was killed. 
and then ever since then shit has just gone downhill um and not even like a like a kind of like lumpy downhill no it's just like a like we drove off a cliff so i think it's like that it's like that uh that what's the competition um in like snowboarding and skiing where they go down the huge ass hill and then it has like the half pipe at the end you know what i'm talking about the fucking that's what i feel like it's literally called yeah so is it Yes. So I didn't know if it was still called. So like, obviously, I know what the half pipe is because I just called it that. But I didn't know if like if it was called something different because they go down the huge ass hill to get to beat or whatever. They like, might yeah, call that it. Makes a whole I don't know sense. if that's called freestyle or or what. But I mean, I've always that just called it the be. half. I've known the X Games they call it the half pipe competition. Okay, um, fair enough. But anyway, like we've basically been on that downhill slope, except there's not a half pipe at the end. We just keep yeah. going. <laughs> um, so I mean, I uh, forget the Bengals player, but he came out and said, L- "Listen, we're doing this for Harambe." Um, so uh, I, was it, it was the one D lineman. I know. I can't, I just can't think of his name right now. I don't remember but, if it was, if it was their best one uh, or the n- other one. Nonetheless. Yeah. No. I really think that if the Bengals win, it'll like bring everything full circle, uh, and it'll reverse the curse of, you know, Harambe in 2016. Um, that's just my two cents. I think that's, what's going to happen. Um, no, we can only hope so. Yeah. So another our, quick fact. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are five and zero in playoffs when they're playing with each other. That is when true. Playing with each other when when they're on the same team. Yeah. This is also, I think, it's the Not first really time two number one picks are like two first overall picks are facing off in the Super Bowl, and it's also the first time uh, that second. I want to say okay. Um, I can't remember what the first one was. But I know it is the first time that the two top leading receivers are playing against each other in the Super Bowl with. Chase and Cooper Ooh. Cup, um, so that'll be a lot of fun to watch. And then what? What else did it say this morning? Um, it's the first time a defense with fifty sacks and an offensive line that has given up fifty sacks um, are playing against each other in the Super Bowl. Is uh, Joe Burrow is the most sacked QB to ever make the Super Bowl? Um, so yeah, a lot of interesting storylines going into this weekend. Uh, but we will be back on Thursday. And have a huge Super Bowl show to get you guys ready for the game on Sunday night. Uh, gonna have some big news, like I said, rolling out Thursday. We were really excited to give that to you guys. Um, whole new direction for the podcast, but we'll talk about that all on Thursday. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for checking us out. We really appreciate it. Um, I think that's it, Nick. You got anything? Yeah, I I, I believe so. I. Excited to get started on the Thursday show and, um, you know, kind of roll out some of the plans that we have. Roll out. Roll out. And yeah, I'm going to be singing that song right now. Yeah. yeah. It happens. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as always, like I said, thank you guys for your support. Uh, new merch is up. Go check out the merch store. We updated everything. Yes, sir. Um, we got a new logo. Go over to our Twitter and check that out. It's also going to be, you know, on the cover of this podcast. So, yeah, a lot of hard work going into this. So, definitely give us your feedback. Other than that, that is everything I have, everything Nick has. We gave you our all. Uh, we hope you're happy with it. Um, if not, get fucked. Uh, we'll see you Thursday. See you Thursday. Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging, they only put up with a little nagging. 
Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. <laughs>